Good morning, it's Tuesday, August 10th, and this is the Herald Review's podcast, The Daily Chirp. We're excited to bring you a closer look at one of our top stories, events in the community, local history, sports, and more. Today, Cochise County Sheriff's officials say that the rain has begun to take its toll on the areas surrounding the unfinished fence along the border. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some history. Did you know that the Coronado National Memorial commemorates the first organized expedition into the Southwest by conquistador Francisco Vasquez de Coronado in 1540? Located in a natural setting on the border of Mexico and the United States, the memorial was built to help solidify the ties and friendship between the U.S. and Mexico in 1941. E.K. Burfew, Secretary of the Interior at the time, wrote that the memorial, quote, would be of great value in advancing the relationship of the United States and Mexico upon a friendly basis of cultural understanding. It would stress the history and problems of the two countries and would encourage cooperation for the advancement of their common interests. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. Benson Hospital's comprehensive rehabilitation team strives to get you back on your feet and improve your lifestyle, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy. For more information, visit BensonHospital.org or call 520-586-2262. Now our feature story massive erosion. There's cracks in the foundation. The foundation is crumbling. Mm. There was an eight-foot hole under the fence. There are these trenches all along the wall of the sand just washing away. From the experts that have actually reviewed the site, there is no differing opinions. What is the opinion? That it's not a question of whether it will fail, it's when it's going to fail. And it's already started to fail. Cochise County Sheriff's officials say that the rain has begun to take its toll on the areas surrounding the unfinished fence along the border. There are now deep trenches forming at the foot of the massive steel structure that could soon give way once the foundation underneath is washed away. Construction of the 30-foot-high steel fence that separates the United States and Mexico stopped along the southwest border when President Joe Biden took office. Biden's executive order, which he signed on Inauguration Day, dissolved Proclamation 9844, which former President Donald Trump issued in 2019, quote, to deal with the border security and humanitarian crisis at the border. Politics aside, local law enforcement officials are frustrated by the unfinished work. Not only have tons of steel and concrete been left behind, marring the desert landscape, but the rains have started seeping into and eroding the soil where roads and a bridge were supposed to be built. Sergeant Tim Williams, who heads the Cochise County Sheriff's Ranch Patrol Division, as well as the Southeastern Arizona Border Region Enforcement Unit, is worried that water from a few more rains will seep into the ground. That could destroy the foundation under the unfinished fence and bring it crashing down. Williams explained that when construction of the fence began on this stretch of the border in Cochise County, workers were supposed to build a road that would allow water to flow downhill. And at the southern end of the memorial, there are switchbacks leading to the top near the unfinished fence. Williams fears the switchbacks will soon become impassable because the road below will have succumbed to water. Just south of the switchbacks, there is a steep hill where the fence was abruptly halted. Williams said a large vehicle couldn't be driven up that incline because the soil would probably cave in. 
In fact, he's concerned about driving a heavy vehicle up because the road was not compacted, so it could give way and the fence there could fall over. Ultimately, the unfinished work has completely changed the environment. Meanwhile, Williams says that the section of border between the memorial east to the San Pedro River remains one of the busiest crossing corridors for undocumented migrants entering the U.S. illegally. Cameras set up on the border that are monitored by the sheriff's office are capturing seven to eight undocumented migrants an hour. And he noted that the current situation with erosion along the border will make enforcement even more challenging. Unsurprisingly, land erosion because of the unfinished fence and abandoned construction materials in the environment are not exclusive to Cochise County. According to an article on BorderReport.com, the situation has become just as intolerable in California, where Border Patrol agents have reported many areas where there is erosion along the base of the wall and under service roads built to provide better access. Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels, who along with other sheriffs have been speaking regularly with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandra Mayorkas, said he has broached these issues with the secretary. But Daniels also says there's no answer. Nobody knows what's going on. Daniel said he's concerned not only for his deputies when it comes to the unfinished fence and the resulting erosion issues, but also for the Border Patrol agents who must traverse the area daily for enforcement. To learn more, visit us at MyHeraldReview.com. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Here at Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we're inviting seniors to a free webinar on Friday, July 30th with Dr. Rob Winningham, an expert on aging, on how to maintain and improve our memories. To register, visit momanddaddeservethebest.com. Again, that's momanddaddeservethebest.com. Next, in case you missed it, the Halloween spirit came early to Bisbee on July 31st when the Munsters actor Butch Patrick came for the first Munsters Masquerade Ball. It was hosted by Bisbee's Gretchen Bonaduce. I was hoping that we would have fun and, you know, Gretchen is still somewhat new in town and even though she's moving at light speed with Greenway Manor and the, and the, and the Casa de Avion and the, the Cornucopia Cafe, she loves this place with all her heart. I think she's good for the town, the town's good for her. And when she bought the place in Bisbee, I told her, I said, but Gretchen, I go to Tombstone, I'll zip over and, and visit you. So because we're friends, I go, I would like to lend myself to you. Let's do something to do your, uh, you know, one of your promotions outside your property. And she found this place and this is our first annual and I think it's a big success. A lot of smiling faces. We sold all the tickets we could sell. It's absolutely mind boggling how well received and how strong the show is for being a little two year show from 57 years ago and that's what keeps me doing it and enjoying it because you're like you have this extended family fan base that is unbelievably strong in addition to meeting patrick taking pictures and getting signed merchandise partygoers danced to tunes from a dj in fact many people had come looking for a good party more than anything most people at the event were also dressed up costumes ranged from frankenstein's monster to eddie munster patrick's character from the show at the end of the evening, Miss Piggy and Kermit won the costume contest. Next year, Bonaduce says she hopes to have the ball in downtown Bisbee to continue bringing theme party fun to the whole town. Next, the Nancy J. Brewer Animal Care Center has extended its Dog Days of Summer adoption special through the end of August. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You're probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie or screaming together at a scary movie. 
pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. The Nancy J. Brewer Animal Care Center has extended its Dog Days of Summer adoption special as the shelter's busy summer season continues to stretch its capacity. Through August 31st, the dog adoption fee is reduced from $75 to $50. This includes sterilization, the first set of vaccines, a complete physical exam, a city dog license, and a microchip implant. Foster families are welcome too. Potential fosters need to fill out an application first and provide proof of rabies vaccinations for any pets in their home. For information, call the shelter at 520-458-4151. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review Media team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. Check it out. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of David Lee Edwards of Sierra Vista. He was born in New York. David was an athletic youth and played football all four years that he attended Central Islip High School from which he graduated in 1981. David joined the Army after graduation and served until he retired in 2001 at Fort Huachuca. During his service, he received many honors and was proud to be a part of the 82nd Airborne Division as well. He was also a Mason. David was a girl dad of four. If you knew him, you knew how proud he was of his girls. He recently became a grandfather to a beautiful granddaughter as well. David was headstrong, but he had a good heart and he would give his last if you needed it. He loved to DJ and cook and especially barbecue. He was taken away much too soon and will be greatly missed. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Wednesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.